Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, airing every Tuesday. I'm Melanie Blackman, the Strategy Editor for Health Leaders. My guest for today's episode is Dr. Rhonda Lehman, who serves as president of Mercy Health's Lima Market. Mercy Health Lima, which is a part of Bon Secours Mercy Health, serves patients in Lima and Northwestern Ohio through its flagship hospital, St. Rita's Medical Center, and additional facilities. Rhonda began her career at Mercy Health in 1995, working in one of the system's hospital's pharmacy departments, and has since then served in numerous leadership roles for the organization. During our conversation, Rhonda shares insights into Mercy Health Lima's market and initiatives, as well as talks about her career journey and leadership style. So without further ado, please enjoy our conversation. Rhonda, thank you so much for joining me on the Health Leaders Podcast. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So to start us off, can you talk a little bit about what initially drew you to work in the healthcare and kind of give us what your career journey has looked like so far? Yes. Yeah, so I was one of those rare people that knew from a pretty young age that healthcare interests me. I actually was a volunteer at a local hospital and the pharmacy department. And I had the opportunity to see young professional women who were mothers and who were kind of having the best of both worlds. And I really aspired to be like them, doing something that was challenging, fulfilling, still having a family, and also um, helping my community. So that healthcare was just kind of out of the gate, something that interests me, and specifically pharmacy. So from there, I, I just journeyed on and, and started into pharmacy school and really anticipated that when I completed pharmacy school, I would probably move into a clinical pharmacist type role and would be direct patient care. Really didn't envision leadership per se, but I'm very grateful for the path that, uh, that my career has taken me because I have had incredible mentors along the way and lots of opportunities to do many different things in healthcare. And looking back, I can't imagine it any other way now. I've worked in operations of the hospital. I've worked in the ambulatory physician practice side of the world. I've worked in the population health. And now I'm the president for Mercy Health St. Rita's in Lima. It's such a great journey. And I love that you brought up mentorship. I know in the past, talking with other women in healthcare leadership, the mentors and sponsors have really helped so many. And I was wondering if you could go a little bit more into that and into your sponsors or mentors and how they helped. Yes, I give a lot of credit to the people along the way that both challenged me and supported me and probably most importantly, had my back, kind of were there to allow me to ask some of the tough questions or be there when I encountered situations I hadn't encountered before. And while I think that Female mentors are wonderful, and I strive to be that in other young women's lives. I would say that the majority of my mentors were actually, um, besides my parents, they were they were males. They were um, executives here that really saw something in me, maybe even before I saw it, and were really excited about my future. And that confidence they instilled in me meant the world. I was so grateful for what they saw. And I think that's really important to, to call out that men, women, we need to mentor people, you know, irregardless to get them to that next level. 
No, definitely. You've had a wonderful career so far at Mercy Health, starting in the pharmacy department of St. Rita's and eventually serving as president of the hospital and then the whole Lima market. What initially drew you to work at Mercy Health and then continue to stay with the organization? Well, shamelessly, I would say that it was proximity that probably got me my first experience and my first um, foray here. And certainly, though, proximity alone is not what made me stay almost 28 years now here in this organization. What I saw at Mercy Health St. Rita's and what I have seen throughout the years is just a genuine commitment to people, to each other, to our patients. And so when I think about why I've stayed, it's it's so hard for me to envision myself anywhere else, quite honestly, because it's such a part of who I am at this point. It's really our mission and our passion for helping people and the fact that I get to bring my whole self to work. I get to bring my faith to work with me every day, and that's embraced. I get to do what's right for patients every day, and that is exactly what we're here for. So for me, having the mission be the first and foremost of what we do is so consistent with who I try to be and who I'm striving to be as a person that that is definitely what's kept me here this long and helped me transition into so many different roles. Can you tell me a little bit about Mercy Health's Lima market size and who you serve? Absolutely. So the Lima market, we're part of Bon Secours Mercy Health. Um, St. Rita's is the flagship hospital here for us. And then we operate also three freestanding urgent care centers a freestanding emergency department. We have a very successful joint venture with an orthopedic hospital. We have an ambulatory surgery center and probably around 25 or so physician practice locations. We serve the 10 county area and that is comprised of about a half a million people. So we have a fairly large catchment area. We consider ourselves a regional referral center for the outlying hospitals and really focusing on our neurosciences orthopedic and cardiology service lines as being kind of the hallmarks of who we are. We also, of course, deliver babies, and we have the only inpatient behavioral health facility for quite a distance around us. It's very important to who we are and to the community to be able to serve in that way. We employ about 2,500 people, and our acute care facility is about 450 licensed beds. Would you like to share some future initiatives that you're excited about leading for the Lima market? I think there's a lot of things to be excited about and encouraged about, one of which is we are just a couple years into dramatically expanding our graduate medical education program for residency. And so we are, we've just graduated our first class of family medicine physicians last year. And this year, we're graduating our first class of emergency department and internal medicine residents. So the growth of that program is very exciting. We also have partnered with The Ohio State University, and we'll be offering a rural medicine tract for medical students here in Lima. So those are some local projects we're really excited about. When I think about the future of healthcare, I do think that this migration and towards a more patient-centric, consumer-focused type of care is really the way of the future, whether it's hospital at home or really maximizing some of the asynchronous or synchronous visits that patients can have with their providers. I think the public's going to continue to demand that type of access, and I see that as a real positive. I think that's a great way we can serve people and certainly serve people who are in all walks of life to make sure that they are getting access to the health care that they need. Well, that's all wonderful work. 
Talking about the past 28 years, what are some of the top changes that you've experienced when thinking about healthcare in general and the hospital pharmacy department and provider care? Wow, there have been tremendous changes in healthcare. You know, when I started so early in my career, I remember talking to people who've been here 30, 40 years when I had started. And hearing some of those people talk about the crazy things that used to happen in healthcare then, I mean, this was before we even utilized computers. Um, and I used to hear their stories about their manual documentation systems and, and their manual patient profiles that they would write out by hand. So certainly we had a computer system when I started here, but the level of integration was not there at all. We had paper charts. Um, we fought over who got that chart and who got to document in that chart and trying to keep things updated. So it sounds cliche, but truly, as I look over the course of my career, the impact that technology has had not only on the pharmacy department, from a barcoding and scanning and safety standpoint and compounding and admixing, but the impact that technology has had on the entire continuum is just phenomenal. Sometimes I think we are pretty hard on it and don't give it credit where it's due. But I think that's probably because we have a lot of people working today who didn't see it before. I can remember the days of us having to manually keep track of who's on call for physicians. And now we simply pick up the phone and we've got it all programmed so that at any given moment of the year, you know who's on call for a service. We kind of take those things for granted today, but truly it, is, it has propelled us forward in healthcare light years from where we used to be. So technology is certainly one. But I also think that maybe at a more fundamental level, the shift in mindset around consumerism and patient experience has been pivotal. We really have come from generations of doing to patients, and now we're trying to change a whole mindset in healthcare of doing with patients instead of us delivering our great care to them, right, and expecting them to just take it so willingly and appreciatively. <laughs> we are now called to be so much more engaged, to be activating our listening, and to really be understanding what's important to patients, what they need in their given time. And I do believe that while that may seem a little more labor intense at the front end, that the dividends that'll pay on the back end are beyond measure. So trying to get the words like non-compliant out of our vocabulary and some things that really place all the blame on a patient that they just haven't accepted all the great help we had assigned to them, I think is the mindset change that we are in the middle of progressing through. And I think it's exciting too. Again, because the outcomes can be so much more impactful than we ever imagined when we were partnering with patients. No, that makes sense. Even during the past three years <laughs> over the course of the pandemic, technology and consumerism has even changed in that amount of time. Absolutely. People were called to embrace things that we didn't think they were ready to embrace. And then they showed us they really were. Providers that had been reluctant were overnight it's a necessity. And so there are certainly some positives that came out of the last few years that I think really have helped us understand what people want and also what we're capable of. Absolutely. And then as far as your leadership, what are some of your favorite aspects of being a leader at Mercy Health and in the healthcare sector? And how would you define your leadership style? My favorite aspects of it, honestly, there's a lot. And I know that may sound kind of crazy to some people because 
it's not an easy job, but I would say that's one of my favorite parts of it is that it is so incredibly challenging and so incredibly rewarding when when things do go well. So I love, love, love the variety. I love working with so many different constituents, not even within healthcare, but even outside of healthcare to help them understand. Because to me, healthcare is one of those things that that will impact or has impacted pretty much everyone in the world. And so it's exciting to think about partnering, whether it's with legislators or community groups or the different people within the walls of the hospital, the clinicians and the people that work a little more behind the scenes to move things forward. Love that. I also love hearing from patients, which happens quite often, about the amazing things that our caregivers do in the moment and every single day here that is touching to them, that is impactful to them and frankly, um, changes their lives. And that is so exciting to me to be able to even be part of an organization, even to be blessed enough to call myself the leader of so many amazing people who do such great, great things every day and are so self-sacrificing. I mean, it's not uncommon for a nurse or a physician to literally take the coat off their back or the shoes off their feet if they see that a patient doesn't have something. And that kind of selflessness isn't taught. It's it's really who these people are. And that's definitely a favorite aspect of, of being in a leadership role. The second part of your question is, how would I characterize my leadership style? I would say I would like to be, and, and I aspire to be, approachable, friendly, enthusiastic. Even in difficult times, we need people who are excited about the future and who see a path forward. I've often been I'm accused of being an optimist, and I take that to heart. I would also like to be known as and see myself as decisive and very action-oriented. So I think talk is cheap, and that while we need strategy and need those things, at the end of the day, we also need to see the outcomes of our decisions and the outcomes of our plans and programs. I want to be a caring and compassionate leader that when people look back on my time here at St. Rita's, however many years from now, that they see me as someone who cared deeply about the work that they do, wasn't afraid to make hard decisions, but always tried to consider the human aspect of all of those decisions along the way. Oh, I love that. And even just talking to you through a screen, I can feel <laughs> your passion and enthusiasm for being a healthcare leader. So I just Thank love you. that. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. And what advice do you have for women and others who aspire to be leaders in healthcare? You know, I am definitely an advocate for healthcare in general and definitely for leadership in healthcare. It can be incredibly rewarding. So, first of all, I want people to drop any misconceptions they may have about it. Um, and I would say that the best advice I can give them is don't be afraid to learn a lot of aspects of healthcare. I think that starting in positions that may not seem that glorified are really important steps for future credibility. I think maybe one of the reasons why people view me as someone that's relatable is, well, first of all, it's because I hope that I am. The second, because I've done some of those jobs before and I'm not afraid to do them now. And I'd be willing to do anything that it took. Having a heart of a servant leader, I think, is incredibly important. The other thing I would say is don't shortchange yourself. People that are thinking about leadership and healthcare, most women in particular, and there's research around this, 
they won't even apply for a job if they don't think they're like, you know, 80, 90% or whatever it is qualified. And I would say you probably are more qualified than you think you are, and you should go for it. You should absolutely put yourself out there because you lead with heart. You, of course, need to have some skills along with that. But then you surround yourself with amazing, talented people who can help lead and steer an organization together. And so I would say go for it. Don't let anybody hold you back. Find great mentors. Be approachable. Don't be afraid to start in some roles that give you some of that credibility and insight into what the day-to-day really looks like and feels like, because I think that will pay huge dividends throughout your career. Oh, that's such wonderful advice. Thank you for sharing that. And again, Rhonda, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and sharing your expertise and your story with us. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, Melanie. Thank you very much for having me. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.